As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the latest episode of the Guys and Ties podcast. We're back after a couple-week hiatus. It's good to be back. Before we get started, we just want to say a word from a good friends over at SeatGeek. Let them take the confusion out of your ticket buying experience. Instead of shopping dozens of sites to find the best deal, let SeatGeek do the work for you. Their app scans the web for the best deals to your favorite game, concert, or show, and rates them on a scale of 0 to 10 to let you know if you're getting the best bang for your buck. A green dot marks great deals, yellow dot good deals, and a red dot not so good deals. Use promo code ACAA at checkout to receive $20 off your first purchase. What are you waiting for? That's promo code ACAA for $20 off your first purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event. We have the tickets. UVA football is the softest bunch of cream puffs, bow tie wearing, brie cheese eating, NASCAR wearing wussies I've ever seen in my life. I'm going to punch people from UVA right in the neck. They wear suits to games. <laughs> That's absurd. Welcome back to the Guys and Ties podcast. This is Dustin and Rob is here and we are excited to be back. We're talking basketball today. It's still Sunday. It's a little bit later than it was when we were talking about about football. We're just releasing a little bit later in the week because there's not really a lot of basketball news going on. There's not. So we had some players get drafted, which was awesome. We've got some players playing overseas over the summer. We're going to talk about that. And uh, we're going to talk a little recruiting as well because there's some going on. Not a ton of stuff, but we'll see what happens, all right? So first off, I want to start off with talking about our guys who got drafted, DeAndre, Ty, and Kyle. We love them, the big three of Virginia. And I want to talk about the fit, like how they fit in with the teams that they're going to. So let's start with DeAndre. I think he's the easiest one just because he got drafted the highest. Yep. So Rob, how do you think he fits in with the Hawks? What What is your expectation for DeAndre? Well, I'll defer to you on the fit thing. Okay. Full disclosure, not an NBA guy. <laughs> not that I dislike the NBA. I just don't watch it that I, much. I guess not fit, but like expectations from you. Like, yeah. What do you think he's going to be able to do on the Hawks? I mean, I feel like he plays almost right away. Mm-hmm. You know, they traded up for him. They've got yeah. some role in mind for DeAndre Hunter. Like you said, like he's not even on the roster yet. We should talk about how the NBA has got to redo how they do these trades. Right. Like all these guys walking up with the wrong hats on, can't follow it. Anyway... Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, like I was trying to look up the Ross, the Hawks roster for today, and of course DeAndre's not even on it yet because he hasn't been traded to them yet. Yeah, because I guess the league year starts and like for us, like ten minutes. I guess. I guess yeah, but, but I'm not really sure how yeah. it works. I don't know. I mean, they're gonna have a role for him. He's a guy that the best thing for him is that 
he'll fit in right away defensively mm-hmm. guard four positions like there's an immediate role for him defensively yeah offensively i think he's going to benefit tremendously from the spacing and the floor that he'll get in the nba he's a yes. guy that has a good jab step who can take you off the dribble probably not elite in those categories but very good but he's also got a good mid-range he does and he's also got a good three-point shot yeah and the three-point shot if he gets that more in rhythm if he can become a guy who's not just a pure spot up guy yeah. like because like because right now and the the biggest example of this is the zion block in jpj where zion came all the way over from like the far side of the free throw yeah. line blocked deandre in one the of the corner, most incredible plays i've seen in college sent basketball. it into like the 50th row of jpj but i mean zion to his credit is an amazing player and <laughs> we're not talking about him but deandre <laughs> has a really slow release i yeah. think on his shot yeah even though he's accurate it's pretty slow. Mm-hmm. And so if he's not wide open, it's it, it could be blocked a yeah. lot. So it'll be interesting to see if he changes his mechanics at all, if he gets a little bit quicker release. So yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see his fit. I really like the this Hawks team that they're building. They've got some really good players. I like their drafting of Reddish at number 10 as well. I think uh, DeAndre and Reddish playing together is a cool fit because they're both elite defensive players. Mm-hmm. And uh, if Reddish can somehow find his three-point shot that everyone claims he has um it'll be he'll he'll be great a great player for the hawks they've also got a sniper and herder they've also got trey young uh, who's becoming one of the league's youngest brightest stars so i think they're just trying to build around him they've got a really good young core not to mention john collins from wake forest Mm -hmm. at, at center so they've got an elite five young core to go along with veterans like vince carter you know so It'll be interesting to see uh, how much he plays. Hopefully, he can learn some stuff from some of those vets, and uh, I'm excited to see what he does this season. Yeah, no, it'll be, it'll be, it'll be cool to have like yeah. a legit top five Tony Bennett pick. Like, yeah, we'll see what it looks like. A legit one. Yeah. Um, let's move on to Ty, who is with the Phoenix Suns, and uh, I'm gonna be honest, I don't really like that he's there. I wish he got <laughs> somewhere else because the Suns suck. They they just blow as a team, as an organization. That's not to say that he's not going to develop and grow there. That's just to say that there's, that, that I don't see any. There's no future there, mm-hmm. you know. There's not. It's not. That's not a place. There's no process. There's there. no process. <laughs> like you can see the Hawks. They're 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 building. Yeah. Uh, the Pelicans are they're building around Zion now, and you know the Nets they've built up from the bottom. You know it's it's just there's this process to it. And the Suns and we're going to get to the Kings later, but those are two teams that really are like kind of stuck in the bottom yeah. of the tank. And so it'll be, you know, interesting to see, you know, how Ty fits in there. He's got a great player in Devin Booker, who is a great shooting guard, probably one of the best shooting guards in the league. And but Ty's a uh point guard. Yeah. And so it'll be interesting to see if he plays point or if he plays a different position in the NBA. Yeah. Cause I always thought of him more as kind of a two guard in the NBA. Yeah. But you know, maybe he's, maybe the Suns brought him in to be the point guard. We'll see. The only thing I know about Ty and Phoenix is that I didn't even read the article, but I saw the headline and it said, is Ty Jerome all of a sudden the best passer on the Suns roster? <laughs> so that tells you all you need to know, man. Well, cause Ty, well, it's, Ty's got great vision. Oh, he's, he's a great a, passer. He's a great passer. But I guess they have no one else on the team who's really a disher like he is. The only thing about him that's going to hold him back is his, you know, athleticism. But he's so good with his feet. He can uh, shoot from anywhere on the court. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's fearless. So I, I like his chances in Phoenix. He's not going to win in Phoenix, yeah. but he'll do well, and hopefully he can get to another team who does win. 
Gotcha. That that's kind of my hope for Ty here. Let's move on to Kyle, our guy Kyle guy, and uh, picked in the second round by the Sacramento Kings, and uh, I'm happy he got drafted because I didn't know if that I didn't know if it was going to happen. Yeah, it's just it was the yes or no. Like, yeah. does he get drafted? I didn't know if he would, and it's based on you know a fit. At that point in the second round, teams are going to take a fly on people who they think can grow they're gonna take a fly on people who are proven winners i think kind of like kyle you know he's a winner mm-hmm. uh good shooters like kyle projects so i the second round's a weird time for nba draft people but i think kyle's on a good spot you know we're i was talking with rob before and the kings have like one of the best college all-star <laughs> rosters of all time they've got like bagley harrison barnes kyle guys on there now uh, just a bunch of these people. You said what? You said like Yogi Ferrell. Yogi Ferrell. Willie Cauley Stein. Willie Cauley Stein. Yeah, all these people from like the lore of college basketball <laughs> all in one team. And so I think it's funny. And, you know, hopefully Kyle can find a, a niche on that team being able to shoot as well as he can because that's something in the NBA that's being prioritized more and more and more ever since Curry, you know, got drafted all those years ago mm-hmm. is the three-point shot. And it's just the the floor is being spaced out so much now that three-point shooting is the biggest. You need it. You, it's the biggest thing on the court now. It's the most efficient shot, apparently, according to the nerds. <laughs> and uh, Kyle's good at it. He's, that's what he's good at. That's probably what he got drafted for. That's probably what they're only going to ask him to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm excited to see how he does it. I'm guessing that he'll spend a year in the G League, if not on a two-way contract. Mm-hmm. And a two-way, a two-way contract is when... Uh, players play in the G League for most of the time, but can be brought up to play. I think it's like forty-five games or Didn't something. Didn't London Prentice have that? Yeah, London had a two-way contract for the Cavs. Yeah, and it did really well on it. But I think I think that might be in store for Kyle. It's a two-way contract so that he can play in the G League a lot, but also play a lot on the Kings. So yeah. we'll see what happens with him. I'm excited for him and his journey. Uh, he's pumped to be in Sacramento. I'm excited to see where he goes. I hope he does well. But um, I think his, I, you know, I'm not even going to say it because he's got no ceiling from where he's been, what he's co- gone through. So he can do anything he puts his mind to. So I'm yeah. really excited for him. And that, like, that's one thing he said. He was like, yeah, mm-hmm. like if I'm being totally honest, like I feel like I sacrificed a bit of my offensive game at UVA. Just like mm-hmm. he was asked and he was terrific at it, but he was asked to be the catch and shoot guy running mm-hmm. off screens and the mover blocker. And it's like, yeah, in the NBA, like I have all this new freedom now. Right. And it's apparently he did terrific in all his workouts. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, heck, if he was four inches taller, he probably would have been a first round pick. Yeah. So Oh, almost certainly. You yeah. know, it's I'm excited for him. Hopefully I could see him as a guy who definitely carves out a role. I mean, he's NBA. like he's the same size as De'Aaron Fox, who's also on the Kings. Six three, one seventy five, something like that. So I'm excited for him. Uh I'm interested to see what he does. And that's our NBA update. And we'll keep tabs on those guys throughout the year, you know, just as we keep tabs on Joe. And uh, Joe's going to be swinging now in Brooklyn with, yeah. his, with his new triumvirate of KD and Kyrie and DeAndre Jordan. Yeah. And uh, Brogdon is hopefully going to sign a deal somewhere. We don't know. Yeah. We don't know at this point. We but, know the uh, Bucks are spending a lot of money at this point. So we don't know how they much might they might not have be able to afford him. Brogdon. But uh Brogdon we keep tabs on. Justin, Justin is yeah. on the Hawks. DeAndre might have taken his spot on the roster. Yeah, Unclear. well they're not gonna resign him. They yeah. announced that. So Justin <laughs> Anderson is a free agent. Yeah, <laughs> now they're not resigning him. <laughs> yeah, they're not gonna give him an offer. Um, so and also uh Mike Scott. Mike Scott. Is he still in the Sixers? 
I think so. Is he still okay? I, he was last. Year. I know he was last. Uh, year. I, I don't know. know. I don't know if they're. I haven't him. heard he's not. So. I have not heard, <laughs> but the Sixers fans love him. I, I love adore him. him. I love him, but like he, like the Sixers fans really like him. Like not to say like he's not a high character guy, but he just falls so far outside sa- the mold of like says, what most Tony Bennett players are. It says a lot that the Philly fans are in love with him. Yeah, <laughs> and like Clippers fans were not. <laughs> Got out of a uh, arrest based on an illegal search. Yeah. So that was a whole thing a couple years ago. Yeah, well, that was with the, the Hawks. Yeah, that was with the Hawks. Yeah, yeah. Full circle. Spent yeah, some time circle. on the Clippers. <laughs> Full circle. All right, um, but that's all we have for NBA update. And uh, with our our foreign guys, Cody and Kafaro, they're doing okay. That's, they're doing all right. Yeah, okay. And, and you know, and you can read all about this on you know Virginia Sports Twitter and stuff like that. But my takeaway, my big takeaway from them playing, is that you know Cody had a really good game. His first game, I think he had twenty one points, but he wasn't very efficient with it. I think he was like. 7 of 20 on shooting, so took a lot of shots, had 21 points, and that's not really the vibe that he's going to get on UVA's roster. And uh, Kafaro had a solid game. I think he had 9, 7, and 3 or 4 blocks yep. So uh, in 20 minutes. So it's pretty efficient. Uh, he's not going to be asked to do a lot this next season, but it's good to see that he can bang around with some other good people, and uh, I hope he keeps getting better. Because yeah. uh, I'm excited. I'm I'm really excited for Kafaro. And I think seeing him continue to be, you know, steady at this point and with his size is a good sign. Yeah, because, I mean, both these guys, it's to be determined what role they'll play next season. Mm-hmm. I think the big thing is that they're just getting playing time. Yeah. Like, neither of them played yeah. really this past year. So it's good to see them out there, like, A, repping their countries, and also, B, just, like, actually playing. And Cody Statman... I don't know. I'm admittedly not super high on what his role will be next season, but Kafaro's going to play. And from what I've read and heard is that they really like Kafaro, mm-hmm. that he's a big guy, kind of somewhat of the mold of a Jack Salt it's early like Jack in his Salt, career, but, can, but, can but with has an offensive offense, game. Yeah. yeah. So there's there's potential there. That's exciting. Yeah. I So I'm excited about that. And um, but yeah, it's just good to see them getting some playing time and getting some recognition because, you know, Cody didn't, he was... I I felt it really weird that Cody didn't redshirt this season. I felt I that I felt that Tony could have redshirted him, and did not, and so I was surprised by that. I think so much of that was Kihei Clark's development, mm-hmm. and probably also the lack thereof for Marco Anthony. Right. It's just I like agree. there's like oh we need to have it's a like guy Tony, ready. Tony didn't just... really know what to expect, yeah. and so Cody might have had to play, and that might be the same this year too. I mean, Cody might have to play some spot minutes at guard. We may need. Especially if someone gets hurt, yeah, God forbid. That's, yeah, that's if the, someone. I mean, if someone like gets hurt and can't play, Cody's gonna have to play because like there's no one else. <laughs> there's really no one else. So um, that'll be interesting to see, and I I hope I hope they keep doing well. I will keep tabs on that as they keep going forward. Last thing we're gonna talk about really quick. This is a short pod because there's not a lot of basketball stuff, but recruiting. Uh, we're on the recruiting trail. Yeah, it's it's real, man. Like there's one scholarship left for 2020, and I have no idea who it's gonna be. Mm-hmm. I know it's really between three guys, between Keon Johnson, Henry Coleman, and uh, uh, Jabri Abdul-Rahim. Mm-hmm. I think I said it right. You did. So all of these guys, kind of the wing combo forward mold, I think they're all four-star guys. I know Jabri Abdul-Rahim came out recently. I think he's like top 40 in the latest rankings mm-hmm. that came out. Yeah. So, I mean, 
all very talented guys. It seems pretty clear, like, Tony Bennett wants to go this wing combo forward type role for this last scholarship spot. Yeah. You know, the thing about Jabri is he's a... He's a really athletic guy. He's really talented. He's even he's ranked higher than Keon Johnson too, which mm-hmm. is you know surprised me because we've been so high on Keon Johnson for so long. Looks like he's gonna get uh, picked off by Kentucky, but you know the thing about that is I've heard that Reese Beekman, recent UVA commit for point guard, is like good friends with Keon Johnson, and mm-hmm. they were playing together at the top 100 camp at JPJ. Heard their moms were chatting it up too. <laughs> so who knows what could happen? I'm excited to see what's gonna happen with the recruiting over the next couple. Months, but you're totally right. I think it's going to one of these stretch wings, uh, athletic wings. Henry Coleman, I think, is everyone's favorite just because he's the home kid. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, all the reports coming out of Top 100 and, you know, everything else is that he's got this un- incredible motor that just keeps going and going and going. Like rebounding is one of his best attributes. Mm-hmm. And that's something that Tony loves. It's like those hard workers that just keep chugging and chugging and chugging. And also, not to mention, he's like dominant on the offense. Yeah. So <laughs> he's got some fun highlight tapes. Yeah. Keon Johnson, also another athletic wing, and Jabri Abdur Rahim, uh, another athletic wing. So I think they're trying to fit in that DeAndre Hunter mold. And I think it's nice just having him drafted and Tony can say, Look, I can turn you into this top five pick uh-huh. if you come to Virginia. And I think I think that getting DeAndre and Ty and Kyle all drafted in the same year is gonna be a huge boost for recruiting just so tony can say look i can develop guys even if you know they redshirt for a year yeah so keon johnson has announced virginia as one of his three finalists with uh tennessee and ohio state and he's Mm going to make that decision august 6th he Mm -hmm. said so it's actually kind of coming up it's you know only a little over a month away at this Mm -hmm. point the kind of the question was, you know, is that scholarship spot still going to be around when he makes that decision? Right. And because uh, Abdul Rahim, he picked up so much momentum so fast. I feel like he came out of nowhere and all of a sudden we're talking about him. I did too. We're, we're, we were his first official visit. Yeah. I think, what, that was last weekend? Yeah, this it, week. it was this week. It was, it was this past past week. week. Yeah. So um, they, yeah, because they brought in the stars. They brought in all the stops. Malcolm and Justin and uh, Joe were all back uh-huh. and Kyle and Ty were back too, so interesting to see if that has any you know sway sway with him but i think it would be great i don't think he's gonna recruit or i don't think he's gonna commit to us you don't no because i think his momentum is so good he's gonna pick up an offer from kentucky or duke or you know unc or something and Mm -hmm. just kind of sway that way a little bit and also the thing with him is he says he's going to be releasing his top eight schools soon right he's he's at he's down yeah. to his top eight and, so it's like know, henry coleman's down he says to... he's not trying to make like a rush decision like mm-hmm. he's going to take his time the whole question is it's going to be like how long is the scholarship spot available for right, all three exactly. of the guys it seems tony bennett would be happy with all three of these guys mm-hmm. we just don't know how long that spot will be available we're for. not sure which one and we're not sure if, i mean we could lose out on all of them which would suck and is a real possibility. I mean, just considering how we run our offense. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just interesting to see, you know, what is going to come out of it. And at the end of the summer, hopefully we have some more clarity. Yeah. So that we know what we're expecting. Yeah. I'm just reading the Sabre article right now. Henry Coleman says he wants to uh, narrow his list to seven schools by the end of July. Right, exactly. So, so I it think... seems like none of these guys are in a real hurry. Well, Henry Coleman... For... Henry Coleman, yeah. I think, is taking the, the longest out of all of them. Yeah. I think Abdur Rahim is, he, well, it's picked up so fast, I think it's going to end pretty fast, too. Yeah. 
you know, Keon Johnson has a set date and time, and he's been pretty steady the whole time. And Henry Coleman is taking his sweet, sweet time <laughs> with deciding his uh, stuff. Probably, he said, probably won't decide until November where he's going to go. So, yeah, interesting, uh, interesting to see how different. And of course, we had Carson McCorkle commit freaking last year yeah, forever so, ago. So it's just interesting how all these different recruits uh, do different stuff and how they take it. So that's that's always interesting, and we will keep tabs on the basketball recruiting coming going forward. And uh, that's all the basketball talk we have. You know, it was pretty short and sweet. And Rob, is there anything else you want to add about basketball? Nah, man. Like, <laughs> we're just kind of... I mean, I guess the recruiting keeps us entertained. Recruiting yeah, there's not really much else going on. It just feels good, you know, knowing that you're national champions for a whole year. That's true. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> at least. At least, if not more. But anyway, I think with that, we're going to end it right here. So thank you so much for listening. This is the Guys and Ties podcast. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Guys and Ties Pod. Follow us on Instagram and Snapchat at Guys and Ties Pod. Make sure to follow us on Podbean and iTunes if you want to keep listening. We are also on Spotify. Not many people listen to us on Spotify. (laughs) But if you do, thank you. Thank you. It's really easy for us to do that. Also, check out Armchair All-Americans. They've been really great to us. They picked us up. They got a lot of great stuff on their site. So check them out, allamericans.com, armchairallamericans.com. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Go Hoos, baby. Go Hoos. <laughs>